section eight of with the royal army medical corps in egypt by sergeant major r a m c this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter seven the sinai desert campaign the battle of romani on the eastern front after the katia affair at the close of april nineteen sixteen when the turks made such a determined attempt to forestall us in the possession of that important water-bearing area a prolonged lull in hostilities ensued some ten or twelve weeks elapsed before the opposing armies again came to the brunt of battle and this fact alone is sufficient proof if proof were needed of the severe handling on the part of our mounted troops and airmen which had been dealt out to the retiring foe the interval however was full of activity on both sides for our part having once secured the point of vantage for which we had been striving we had no intention of forcing on a desert campaign during the hot season that had now set in clearly our policy was after thoroughly establishing our new defensive line to confine ourselves to making preparations for the future while at the same time carrying out such reconnaissances in force as might attain a useful object and ceaselessly harassing the enemy by air raids but the turkish point of view was very different from our own though after the katia engagement the turk had withdrawn to a respectful distance it must have been clear to him that he could not hope to make any effectual progress in his avowed project of an attack upon egypt unless he could secure a main base much farther westward than his present position at el arish and for the collection and maintenance of such a force as would be needed there was no other possible area but the neighbourhood of katia within effective striking distance of the canal the probability therefore was that as soon as he was able to gather together a sufficiently powerful army he would make another advance against our position and this indeed proved to be the case though up to the middle of july no considerable body of the enemy existed in sinai nearer than mazar some forty miles from katia it then soon became evident that a move on a large scale was impending on july the nineteenth our airmen reported that a large force of the enemy was on the march westward from el arish five days later carefully reconnoitred by our aircraft en route they had reached and strongly entrenched themselves in a series of positions facing our own line at distances roughly averaging about fifteen miles this enemy force as we eventually ascertained numbered about eighteen thousand men and consisted of the third turkish division with mountain guns heavy artillery and special machine-gun companies manned chiefly by germans 
there were also large bodies of camelry wireless sections field hospitals and a supply section with german personnel the whole force was under the command of a german officer colonel chris von kressenstein and was in fine physical condition and moreover admirably equipped in every way it was nearing the end of july and the situation was a curious one our own troops had been strongly reinforced and were established on a carefully chosen line extending from Mamedia on the sea-coast southward through Romany to a point just eastward of Katib Gannet Hill. Thence a line curved backwards round the southern slope of the hill, after which it turned northeastward towards Et Mela. The Turkish line faced ours, running also roughly north and south fifteen miles of desert intervened between the two positions what the enemy intended to do having now entrenched himself was not immediately clear but our own intentions were not long in doubt sir archibald murray resolved to take the initiative and to attack with the least possible delay the necessary preparations were at once set on foot for an advance in force over fifteen miles of desert camel transport on a complete scale was required by august the fourth all formations were ready to take the field but for several days previously the enemy had been drawing in and it had become evident that he would himself probably assume the initiative by august the second he had advanced his line considerably and on the night of august the third fourth commenced an attack on our position during the three or four days following the battle raged almost without intermission but resulted in the complete defeat of the enemy the capture of four thousand prisoners with many guns horses and camels and large quantities of ammunition and stores two complete field hospitals with most of their equipment also fell into our hands our own casualties owing to the prolonged and determined character of the fighting were far from light but the total losses of the enemy in this battle of romany could not have been short of nine thousand practically half his force the remainder of Cressenstein's army beat a rapid retreat continually harassed however by our mounted troops and aeroplanes who inflicted further heavy losses upon it this pursuit was kept up as far eastward as Salmanar. Subsequent air observation revealed the discomfited enemy still in full retreat through Mazar towards El Arish. The Battle of Romani will be an ever memorable one in the history of the RAMC in Egypt, for it was the first major engagement carried through under entirely desert conditions in it the new equipment and organization of our ambulances 
were put to the supreme practical test and invaluable experience was gained in the work of the collection treatment and swift evacuation of wounded in a district wholly devoid of roads or even tracks of any kind there was the railhead but beyond and around this there existed only a pathless wilderness of interminable sandhill and scrubby plain into which those engaged in the succour of the wounded had to penetrate often for distances of many miles the full dress historian of the war on this front whoever he may be will have no lack of excuse for dipping his pen into the purple inkhorn when he comes to describe the achievements of our fighting troops in the battle of romany in their way however the doings of the men of the ramc throughout this engagement are little less worthy of note though in the major chronicle they are likely to be given but a few scribbled words from the stub of a lead pencil the truth is the services of ambulance men in a battle do not lend themselves to the heroic method of description there is no continuous graphic story to be made of them in the bulk they form just a medley of isolated deeds well and faithfully and methodically done and it is only as a more or less detached series of pictures that our own pen can deal with them some of the medical units were grouped round the railhead at romany the rest being established at various stations along our defensive line it will be of interest to follow the fortunes of one of these units from the time of the catier engagement up to and including the battle of romany here are a few extracts from a communication received from a member of its personnel covering the period named when the turks made their raid on katia our ambulance was at kantara working the unnamed casualty clearing station during the attack on duadar we formed an advanced dressing station at hill seventy one of the cases that passed through our hands there was that of lord quennington only son of lord st audwin who had been severely wounded when his regiment the unnamed yeomanry was surprised and so badly cut up he died on the way down to our hospital at kantara where his body was embalmed by native doctors specially sent from cairo by may the tenth the engineers had pushed on the desert railway as far as pelusium our ambulance was then ordered to proceed with the brigade to mayemdi on the north sinai coast we went by rail to pelusium where all our effects were dumped off there we spent the night on the open desert without any cover a heavy sea mist soaking our blankets and our clothes through to the skin very early in the morning we moved off with the brigade for a long march northward over the desert we were only allowed half a bottle of water each as the supply was scarce 
this was one of the worst treks we have ever gone through and we have been through plenty we marched in our full equipment water bottle haversack two blankets greatcoat and all personal belongings as we knew anything left behind would never be seen again it was a blazing hot day without a breath of air and after four or five hours steady tramp up and down sand hills we lost all sense of our surroundings and toiled on mechanically though our legs could scarcely support us many of the infantry had to fall out exhausted to the last notch but late in the afternoon we caught sight of the far-off white line of glistening sea which cheered us somewhat and an hour or two later we were lying in the cool surf the finest sensation of our lives at mayemdi the ambulance worked under great difficulties all evacuation of sick to the base had to be carried out by camels and it was more than a month later before we got the branch railway up from romany or the light railway along the strip of coastal sandbank from port syed at mayemdi we had an extraordinary experience this was a plague of ladybirds the only time we have ever seen this insect in egypt they came over in incredibly vast clouds and for a day or two swarmed over everything but ultimately disappeared as mysteriously as they came may the sixteenth or thereabouts a frightfully hot scorching wind blowing from the south and the number of heat exhaustion cases among the troops very high july the fourteenth just when the blessing of train evacuation was getting into order and the canteens beginning to flourish in mayemdi we were relieved by the unnamed ambulance and ordered to romany on the way down in the train the tender jumped the rails as we were traversing an embankment but the usual miracle happened and no one was hurt nothing worse than a long wait during the night till the breakdown gang arrived august the fourth battle of romany and second anniversary of the outbreak of the war the first we knew of the coming fight was the turkish aeroplanes swarming overhead in the early morning and dropping bombs many of which fell near our camp the camp was pitched on the top of a sand dune some distance north of the railway siding at romany a little later the turkish artillery opened fire in our direction their objective being probably some of our own batteries stationed behind the ridge in our rear but most of the shells fell short and our camp got the benefit of them when on gallipoli peninsula we were always known as the lucky ambulance and now we did not belie our old reputation the shells fell thickly all round the camp and made holes all over our transport lines but not a man nor an animal was touched one shell landed alongside our cookhouse 
smothered our breakfast in sand and drove a hole through the cook's helmet but without harming him or anyone else as another instance of our luck one day on the peninsula we were working in conjunction with the unnamed ambulance our task was to convey the wounded from the trenches down to a spot known as the sandbags from here the other ambulance took up the running on that day they had two or three of their men killed and fourteen or fifteen wounded but we escaped scot-free although we were nearer the firing line sometimes even working in the front-line trenches under continuous rifle fire and often with the parapets battering down about our ears besides dealing with a large number of wounded at this camp on the sand dune we formed an evacuation post close to the railway siding where the bulk of the wounded were tendered here it was a case of working night and day and a large number of operations were successfully carried out more chloroform was used at this time than ever before in the history of our ambulance our mobile section was also fully employed it was stationed up at katib gannet two miles southwest of romany and during the battle it was under continuous rifle fire the dressing tent was riddled by bullets but the proverbial luck of the ambulance held good and not a single casualty occurred among our own men our sand carts did splendid work throughout the whole of the fighting at romany collecting the wounded from the redoubts along the line these redoubts were battered unmercifully by shell-fire on one occasion when the carts were trying to reach a redoubt which had been shelled incessantly for eight hours they had to halt some distance away owing to the turks left wing swinging round on the position a communication trench had to be dug but it was late in the evening before the wounded could be got out the company defending the redoubt lost altogether about fifty per cent of their strength in killed and wounded their medical officer was decorated for his work on this occasion next day our ambulance convoy moved out to a point south-south-west of romany and took over from a captured turkish ambulance ninety wounded turks this turkish medical unit fell into our hands intact and with a little assistance from us were able to collect and evacuate all their own wounded from the sector august the fifth during the hasty retreat of the turks on this day we sent out individual sand carts broadcast over the country under fire the carts returning filled with wounded every time this work was exceptionally risky owing to the presence of isolated groups of the enemy concurrently with the rapid advance of our troops our mobile section had to push well forward and at kilo forty seven a main dressing station was formed shortly afterwards 
the remainder of our unit moved up to this camp and for several weeks we undertook the evacuation of sick and wounded from the whole of our front many cases coming as far distant as magibra on august the twenty ninth a turkish aeroplane dropped a bomb close alongside of the camp killing outright two of the camel men our own ramc transport men were close by but never received a scratch our good luck again and here are a few thumbnail sketches of the doings of another ambulance which was in the romany fight our hospital was right in the midst of the area of attack the main onset lasted for two days and shells and bombs rained down almost incessantly upon the station the patients tents were riddled by shrapnel bullets the wounded began to come in early on august the fourth by the evening the hospital was crowded to overflowing august the fifth big action at wellington ridge and our ambulance convoy ordered out late in afternoon to help collect and evacuate wounded we made a camp at hod abu adi whence we passed on wounded to another ambulance which had a main station at etmala we were working all night taking the wounded down on camels every cacolet we possessed being in use it was a fairly heart-rending business walking beside the rocking cacolets with their groaning human burdens the scene at etmala fairly beggared description the station was crowded with wounded and was all in a bustle and hum of activity in the darkness in the centre were two huge operating tents blazing with light the whole thing reminded one of a showground at a fair in the tents the surgeons were continuously operating a stream of wounded steadily flowing through their hands one of the tents presented an unique spectacle something we had never seen before and may never see again on one side of the tent were our own ramc surgeons busy at their operating tables the tables on the other side were under the care of turkish surgeons assisted by turkish orderlies treating their own wounded these were the personnel of one of the enemy ambulances which had fallen into our hands on the previous day it was splendid to witness the perfect harmony and good fellowship which existed between the members of the british and turkish medical staffs only one common thought pervading the minds of all the saving of life and relief of human suffering august the sixth another heavy day in the field for our ambulance men our convoy was ordered out to assist at ogratina where an action had taken place between our mounted troops and the retreating turks on reaching ogratina we found the personnel of the mounted ambulance overwhelmed with work and wholly unable to cope with the large number of wounded that had been brought in there they were 
lying about in the open waiting their turn many of them desperately wounded and most of them starving our men set to work first to feed them and then to dress and bandage their wounds we also erected shelters where they could be protected from the pitiless blazing sun altogether this was one of the most arduous jobs our men have ever tackled and when all had been cared for our main convoy had to evacuate them back to a main station at kilo forty seven making several journeys over a most difficult country with our whole available transport it was a day we shall never forget many a back came near to breaking that day the following extract is from an account of the work of still another ambulance during the same action it illustrates again the great variety of work which the men of the royal army medical corps may be called upon to tackle in connection with an engagement at mayemdia we opened up a large hospital admitting patients from all the regiments quartered in the area and evacuating by the light railway to number thirty one general hospital at port said and to twenty fourth stationary hospital on the morning of august the fourth several enemy aircraft appeared and dropped bombs causing many casualties in the surrounding units the same day our mobile column was mustered and left to take part in the battle of romany following up close to the infantry the column ultimately took up its position at the railhead kilo forty seven and were detailed to attend to sick troops who had fallen out on the march parties of stretcher bearers and also camels with cacolets were dispatched in all directions to bring in the large number of men who had succumbed to exhaustion owing to the excessive heat want of water and the appalling difficulties of the march even sinai desert seems to have excelled itself that day in the matter of sweltering almost intolerable heat and stifling dust our ramc lads were themselves already fairly done up but they toiled like trojans at the job in one little hod or wood of palm trees no less than one hundred men were discovered many of whom were unconscious others were lying drinking the dirty brackish water out of stagnant pools one poor fellow whom i lit upon was foaming at the mouth semi-delirious from thirst when i knelt down to give him a drink from my water-bottle he fairly tore it out of my hands and poured the water over his face in attempting to get it down his throat all the men we found seemed to be absolutely ravenous for want of water we collected and brought in about three hundred altogether that day the majority after being treated and detained at the dressing station for the night were so far recovered on the morrow as to be able to rejoin their units out on the desert 
but a good many serious cases among them had to be sent down the line and the mention of the line brings us to the consideration of one achievement of the ramc during this engagement at romany which deserves very special notice this was the improvisation of a hospital train service by which many cases were passed down the line to kantara during the first ten days from the outbreak of hostilities a specially appointed ambulance train was in course of construction for use on the sinai desert railroad but it had not yet arrived and some means of rapid evacuation of the wounded from romany to the base on the suez canal had now to be hastily organized no passenger carriages were available there was nothing but the ordinary goods trucks either opened or closed for the conveyance of wounded the traffic on the line was frightfully congested owing to the need for bringing up reinforcements and materials of war communication over the twenty-five mile stretch of desert railroad was intermittent and often impossible as the military had the monopoly of the telegraph wires moreover the personnel of the railway and indeed of all ramc units in the zone of action was already more than fully employed nevertheless a railway gang of medical officers and orderlies was got together by hook and crook seven closed goods trucks or box vans were commandeered and fitted up to contain eight slung stretchers each the necessary devising and carpentry work being done by the men of one of our sanitary sections other empty trucks were temporarily made use of whenever available on the returning trains a senior medical officer was sent to the railhead at romany as evacuation control officer six others were told off to act as train medical officers and with them as many ramc orderlies as could be collected equipment was issued such as blankets nursing and medical companions medical comforts dressings bandages and other emergency material the ramc personnel was divided into three separate train crews each with its complete working rig out these crews had to stand by ready to man a train whenever a number of empty trucks could be secured their equipment was loaded in with them and again removed at the end of each journey when the wounded were taken off closed trucks only could be used during the daytime on account of the heat and distressing glare of the sun at night open trucks were brought into use the service being thus materially expedited but the conveyance of the wounded by these means was attended by innumerable difficulties the trains to which the ambulance trucks were attached were subject to unending delays and side-trackings to allow the crowded down trains to pass on the single line 
the frequent stoppages and shunting operations and the jolts and jars due to loose couplings or hastily laid metals was the cause of appalling discomfort even downright torture to the patients many of whom were very seriously injured the work of the orderlies in charge of the wounded was also greatly hampered owing to the fact that it was impossible to pass from truck to truck except when the train was at a standstill but in spite of all deterrence the work went ceaselessly on day and night none thinking of rest or sleep until the last stretcher with the last helpless man was safely delivered at the base here again notable work was done the romany wounded were all taken to one casualty clearing station whose staff proved themselves beyond all praise in their devotion to duty the work thus suddenly thrown upon them however was beyond human possibility and the assistance of both officers and men of neighbouring medical units was called in and promptly rendered it should be mentioned here that not only our own wounded but several hundred wounded turkish prisoners were brought down to kantara at this time these latter were dealt with at the egyptian hospital which was commanded by an ramc officer and partly staffed by the corps End of section eight